Blog Talk Radio. Hello, hello everyone out there in the big wide world. This is Helena, Helena Steiner Hornstein, speaking to you from the United States of America, from what I would say a very sunny Florida. I'm not, haven't been here lately that much, but uh, I'm here right now and I'm leaving soon again for Europe. Anyway, if you hear my voice is a little rusty, maybe it's okay right now because I had some kind of throat <laughs> or talk tea that they say is good for speakers. But I don't think it will last very long because, you know, as I came back here to Florida and hadn't had this steamy air around me for a while, and, you know, it's hot, it's steamy, it's in a way rather nice. But then you walk into a house, and it's cool, it's air-conditioned, air and it blows. You know, we have this cold air blowing over you. You go out in the hot air again, and you breathe in that steamy air, and you get into a car, and now you're so happy to be in a cold car, so you really let that cold air blow over you. And eventually it, it affects your voice. And I had one day when I could hardly talk at all, so... Um, I think it would work for a little bit, and then we'll see how it goes. So um, sometimes people say, oh, how good we don't have to listen to you. <laughs> so what I'm saying with that, you have to see the good in everything. You have to make a sense of humor after whatever you can. But anyway, we live now at the time. And my God, have I noticed it particularly in America, but I think it's all over the place. I hear England, you know, Europe. We have problems, and we have those conflicts. But I'm not going to speak about the big conflicts in the world. I couldn't take that upon myself. But the interesting thing is that the conflict, whatever it is, wherever it is, However it is, it starts with one person. It's very true. And if you look back historically, and I think we should learn a little bit about history, because history tells us so much. When I went to school and had to study history, and it was the worst thing I knew to study history, because they only had this peace, treaties and they had war again and they had another peace treaty and you had to learn all about them and nothing was leading to anything. And that was a time of of conflict and of politicians and of men ruling the country. And I came across something that I wrote somewhere uh, and maybe I said that in another show and that was why I wrote it down. But uh, it, it from the United Nations, and I speak that from time to time. And uh, it they have found, and it's really scientifically proven, that they said, "We why don't we allow more women to be in charge?" Meaning the feminine energy. All countries where women and their philosophy have more power. Everything is much better. 
It's less corrupt. Oh, hallelujah for that. It's less corrupt. It's financially much more secure, and people are better off. And socially, they're happier. And politically, there is no chaos. And on the whole, people are healthier and more educated. And as I said, they're happier and more in balance. So what is wrong? Why don't we have that? Because I'm going back to us women. We underestimate ourselves. So it's time for us women to stand up in big times of conflict. And also women, why are we so critical towards other women? We shouldn't do that. (laughs) Let's stop that. So anyway, that was just, I didn't mean to say that, but it just kind of hit me somehow. I would like to say that because that goes to each one of us, man or woman. We should start to trust our own self a little bit more, our own inner heart feeling, that feeling of love and light within us. It will really make a change. Historically, about three, four hundred years ago, there was a movement in Europe called the Era of Enlightenment. Enlightenment. And uh, it was led by a few philosophers at the time, you know, Voltaire and Montesquieu and whatever they're called. And also at that time, you have the scientist par excellence. Isaac Newton, and who talked about the light and so on. But interesting with him, politicians and those with the, you know, in the black suits, they didn't like him at all. They hated him. They tried to make his life very miserable because they told him he was talking nonsense. But what these people said, they said we have to bring out the reason. We have to break away from the old and the traditional. This was three, four hundred years ago. When are we going to learn? That's why it's so interesting. It's so good to learn a little bit more about history. So reason. And this is what is somehow leaving us now. To reason. We have to reason, is, does this make sense? Do you feel this in your heart, whatever it is? But I think also we do live right now in a time of enlightenment because this is the reason why we can see that things are not working well, you know, according to the old rules. So that is it. But now, to solve a conflict, They're going back to you, to the one person. And I'm not talking about you being a leader or anything, but you being in charge of your own reasoning. You being in charge of your own balance within you. So if you have a conflict with anyone or whoever, where do you start? I always say, position yourself. See where you stand and where does the other side stand. The conflict is usually between part 
two sides. If we are lucky, it could be a conflict like chaos between everyone here and there. But basically, it's like between man and woman and so on. And um, I had a, a few letters recently, you know, according to, you know, my wishes for this program. And there was one man here, his, his Mike, Michael in Cleveland. You know, I have many listeners in Ohio for some reason. And uh, otherwise, people are of an open mind, people who would listen to me are, you know, the ones on the water, like eastern coast, western coast, and close to water wherever you are in the world. But, of course, Ohio is on the lake, and you have more states up there on the lake. I was up there just a couple of days ago. It was lovely, absolutely lovely summer. And I was surprised that the water level was so high up there. It was almost what I thought, what's happening? You're flowing into the streets. What's going on? But anyway, it was lovely. And Mike in Cleveland, he wrote me a note saying, my wife and I are getting a divorce. How do we handle this since we don't want to upset mainly and primarily our in-laws and, of course, our children and friends? No one knows it yet. But here you have Mike and his wife, and they're already on the right track. They are already talking. They want to make this a friendly divorce. How nice. But, you know, one thing that happens is what now you have decided you want to have a divorce. Now you go to attorneys. Maybe one, the man goes to one and the, husband, the wife to another one. And now the attorneys will create a lot of problems. Say, well, you should have that and he should have done that and you should have that and so on. So my advice is follow your heart. Sit down and talk. Because to communicate is about the same thing, the best thing you can do for your situation, to communicate and reason, and then stand up in front of the family and say, we are getting a divorce. We are still going to stay friends, if you can, but many times you can. As long as you're not getting jealous and you're getting angry about things. The worst thing about conflict is that you bring in the anger. So there are certain things you have to avoid when you want to solve a conflict. Avoid anger. Avoid the touchy subjects. Because some people cannot handle the touchy subjects. And I see this with people that's what God in America right now, how you just say go back home or something like this. And um, when I was in Sweden last summer, I was kind of walking in my neighborhood, in my street, and it, it was, you know, these are condos in Stockholm. And um, a neighbor from the other building we just say hello from time to time. And now we started to talk. And I saw someone turn down the street, you know, and had to wait for red light. 
And in America, you turn, you make, can make a right turn after stop on red light. And I mentioned that to him, you know, why don't you do this in Sweden? Such a good idea to have, to just make a right turn on yes, or on red light. Maybe I said it in a funny way, but I just said it like that. Wouldn't that be a great idea? It's so much better than this. He took it personally and just immediately said, why don't you go back to where you came from? Go back to America where everything is so good. And I was so amazed. What was wrong with that? It was just a very good observation. I still think so. I still think that in Europe or in Scandinavia you should make be able to legally make a right turn on on red light. It speeds up the traffic. So anyway, and this is how we are. We are touchy about certain things. When people scream those things at you, or go back to where you came from, it shows some kind of anger, hidden anger. Why do I criticize? Why do I say that? It's good the way it is, the way I feel it's good. So, and I had another friend of mine who said, you know, I had this German. Uh, no, she was German, but the one who came into her home was not. And this so-called friend of hers came into her house and started to criticize her furniture. Well, she had European furniture. It was beautiful furniture. Maybe not that light and bright for Florida, but it was absolutely beautiful. I have that myself. And uh, she was about to say, leave my house, get out of here. <laughs> but she didn't because she had invited that friend for a drink. So she just kind of swallowed her pride, which was very good. But we have to be able to handle from our own good our own self, because everything about everything is to stay in balance. And I had someone who wrote me asking, uh, and that is Madeline in New Jersey, and she wrote me this question, what is the most important factor for you to make your healing work? And it's a good question. What is the most important factor? Well, it's actually the same as in the conflict resolution. That um, I have to... Something is in, in an imbalance when you have a conflict. And the same with your good health. Something is not in balance. So that is why... When you are in a conflict, it's so incredibly important for you to try to restore it. Otherwise, it could make you sick. So, so that is what, it, what they have in common, you know, to, to, to solve a conflict and to heal someone, that we have to restore the balance. So the first thing is to let go. Cleanse your mind and allow the goodness of spirit to work within you. Allow the positive power to take over. And what is the positive power? Well, it's love and light to put the positive idea first. 
the positive vision, the positive view first. And in everything, there is something positive. I've traveled so much in the world, and I have noticed there is so much goodness in people. Well, there are some people maybe who are actually sick, but I don't count them. But in regular people, they are actually good deep down. We all want to have love, and we all want to have a home and security and a good life. We want to raise our children to be good citizens and good friends and good people and healthy people. We all have that same goal within us. We just are ignorant how to do it. Do you know the biggest fault with this planet is? It's the ignorance. All those problems we have is the ignorance. The man who told me to go back to America because I thought it would be a good idea to, in traffic to make it legal to make a right turn, also in his country. Well, Sweden is also my country. That's the problem. I speak with an accent in America, so they tell me to go home. <laughs> and when I come to my own old country, they tell me to go home also, which is back to America. <laughs> This is what I mean. When you deal with ignorance, you can hardly win. And that's what I mean. You have to make yourself, you have to put yourself back in balance. Please. Because that's what it all is about. Put yourself back in balance. Spiritually. And whatever you can do. And what does that mean, put yourself back spiritually? Bring in the light. And we are going to do a little practice right now, a little exercise to put that love and light back into your light, into your life, into your body. And I know so many of you listen to this, even in the car, you know, just listen. So don't do this when you're driving. Please, because most of my listeners are so on the on the stats that you listen from your phones, and that's amazing, I think. But that's great because then you can listen to me anywhere, wherever you are. So now, close your eyes and relax, and relax, and relax. And if you hear beautiful music in the background, it is as always Stephen Halpin innerpeacemusic.com and his CD Gifts from the Angels that I use all the time in all programs with his kind permission. Thank you so very much out there for being part of this little relaxation to put you back in peace and quiet again. You close your eyes and you are so relaxed so completely relaxed. And you know that within you there is a place that knows all and sees all and hears all. That's the God flame within you. This is your inner light. And that inner light lives right now in your chest area. And it begins to rotate. 
and rotate and rotate faster and faster and faster. And the faster it goes, the more and more and more your light will shine. You are so relaxed, so completely relaxed. And from that source of light, that God flame within you, you start to radiate light all through your body. All through your body, all the way down to your hips, to your legs, all through your legs. And you are relaxed. And you feel strong and powerful all the way down to your feet. And you feel well connected with Mother Earth. And you take a deep breath. And we go back to your chest area again. And all that light that rotates now up into your shoulders. All over your back into your arms, into your hands, making your arms and your hands healthy and good and strong again, taking away any pain if you had any of that clear, clear. And the light shines in your chest area. And now the light goes up into your head and shines into your thoughts and we clear away any blockages and any shadows in your thoughts. And now your thoughts are lightening up and you feel more and more in harmony. And now you feel you love that light. You love the light. You truly, truly love this light. And you smile. Yes, I am a shiny light. You say to yourself. And you allow that light to shine. All through you. All around you. It swirls around you. And now through your hands and from your heart. You send light, love and light to your world. And as you give love and light from your chest, from your heart, more light is coming into you from above because the big wide universe is always refilling and filling you up with light. You can never lose your living light power. It's always there and it keeps on filling up and filling up and the more you give, the more we come back to you. And now we are sending that love and light your whole country wherever you are in the world 
Russia, China, New Zealand, Australia, Israel, Switzerland, Spain, Germany, England, and Finland. Hooray, Finland. We have so many of you in Finland. And Sweden, of course. Hooray. We receive light wherever you are. Norway, Denmark, Ireland, and England. Brazil, United States of America. Thank you for being there for me. I have more listeners in this country than anywhere else in the whole world. I thank you for being there. And Canada, of course. And now I may have forgotten someone here and there. Yes. Singapore. See you. Switzerland. Austria. Poland. Russia. Yes. I see you all. We are filling up with white light. And Washington, D.C. Hooray! Now you're filling yourself up with this big white light. We are sending light and we allow reason to take over in the world. Love and light and reason. We shouldn't have to go back three or four hundred years in our history to find people who want to transform us and say we have to bring in reason. And now you are so completely, completely in harmony. You feel good about you. And you know when you give. You are given. When you give love, you are receiving love. And this is the only way to solve a problem somehow. Of course, we have talked. We have to do more. But we have to communicate with each other, meaning you. And I have to communicate with this higher power called I am the light. And it lives within each one of us. And it lives in this universe. This is what takes care of all and everything throughout this universe. Not only on this earth. But we all have that within us. And this is what it means to be created in the image of God. If you see the light as the God energy, you are so relaxed. So yes, we can, but we haven't even started yet. So we talked about this with Mike at Cleveland, how you should sit and just allow reasoning to enter your life. And stay away from any anger. And if you notice it's getting iffy at any time, go back and bring up the good times that you had. And see that, yeah, you're separate for whatever reason you want to, to, to part with each other or from each other. But you can still be civilized. I know so many 
who still meet for Christmas and, you know, the big holidays with the families, and it works out. So you have to be very tolerant in many ways. And don't ever allow that anger and never, never look for revenge in one way or the other. I have that a lot in conflicts. Oh, my husband is leaving me for another woman and she's young and pretty. Now I have served him, you know. Now I'm old and now he's looking for someone new. It's sad, but get rid of that anger and begin to send light to that person that you have conflict with. It actually helps you because once you send light to that other person, you're filling up yourself with new healthy energy and you simply soon forget the anger you actually do this is the true meaning of forgiveness it really goes away it's blown off you blown away from inside of you so that is what one and then I have another lady here who wrote me she's in London England She's Deborah, and she's writing here to me, I have a conflict with my God because I'm 40 years, 45 years old, and my future husband or soulmate eludes me. I cannot find me. He's not coming on my way. I, he's not coming to me. I pray and pray, but nothing happens. Why does not God not listen to me? I can say I'm in conflict with my God and my belief. Well, it's strange. And I said sometimes, God listens to those who deserve it. It doesn't mean that you're not deserving. It means somehow you do it wrong. And I say that frankly because I have prayed also for things. And usually I get it. Well, you say, well, that's you. You were born with it. No, you, it's through trial and error. It, it, you have to see what works. I lived a long time, and I know what works and what doesn't work. You know, my grandchildren truly believe in me <laughs> more than in their parents. Why? Because... I know. I've been in that. I say, I've been where you are. You haven't been where I am, which is really true. I have found out what works. I found out what doesn't work. And one thing is, you have to have this trust in you. When I've been married twice and both husbands had been killed and I was widowed twice, I had liked being married. I really enjoyed being married. So, yeah, I prayed for it, but you have to pray actively. First of all, you cannot sit home. So, Deborah, if you sit home and pray, you're never. he's not going to come and knock on, on your door. Maybe if you have a painter come to paint your place one day or something, and he happens to be the right person, but maybe he's not. You have to go out and move around, move around, because it's in the speed, so to speak, that you have you find the opportunities that you meet people. If you want to meet someone, and I know so many who have 
said that in their consultations with me or in their emails to me. How do I find a new man? He's not coming my way. Well, sometimes you have to wait a little while. Maybe the one who's really good for you is not ready yet. Maybe he's simply still married to someone else, or maybe he's not willing to get married yet, or whatever the reason is. But when I was had, had been married twice, and I really felt it was nice to be married, I sent out the message to the universe, to my universe, I would like this husband, you know. And I made myself like a picture how he was going to look like and his qualities. And I didn't kind of skimp on things too much. I just broadened it. You know, I want this and I want that and everything else. And then I left it. I sent that up to the universe and I took it for granted. Well, now this is going to happen. Just like you send a letter to someone and said, this is what my wish are, <laughs> wishes are. And then my wishes will be fulfilled. And then I had it in my mind, you know, Oh, yes, he's coming, he's on my way. He's... And it happened. It happened, you know, very quickly after I'd been married the last time, the second time, my third husband was simply there for me. And we married very quickly. And he was an American. And this was how I came to be in America. I didn't mean to stay here from the start. I was just a tourist visiting American friends. But this was how I came here and enjoyed this wonderful country, particularly Florida, where everything was light and bright and happy and sunshine and blue sky and colors all through the year. It was a great thing. But if you now go out, as I said, and say, oh, now I'm going to go to this exhibition, and now I hope I'll find someone there. Or now I'm going to go on this trip and I will find someone on my trip. It doesn't work that way. You have to be totally unsuspecting. You have to be totally open and free. And don't think of this, oh, now I'm going to meet someone, because it's not going to be on your way, if this is how you think. Because the universe is kind of tricky that way. The universe, this higher power, wants to surprise you. Yeah. Even if you planned on it, it doesn't happen the way you had planned on it. Now I'm going to go and play golf, and I know I'm going to meet someone who's going to be the, my dream prince or dream queen. No. Relax. Play golf with anyone. <laughs> and see who you might just run into one way or the other when you go to the supermarket afterwards, or something like this. I had that thing that I like to park my car next to a car I really liked. <laughs> because someone who had that kind of car must be interesting. And I'm not saying necessarily the most expensive car, but an interesting car or whatever. It could be a certain model or it could be whatever was interesting with that car. Because I happen to be interested in cars. If I would have to sell something, I wouldn't sell clothes or real estate. I would sell cars, interesting cars. So you have to fill your mind with speed. You know, I'm on the move, and I know that I'm on the move to that something or that someone. 
So that's your number one thing. It's not God's fault. You know, God's hands are actually your hands. God's walking is actually your walking. You are in charge of your life. When I say that to people, there's someone, I say it in the workshop or lecture, uh, that when they ask for me to help them find their husband or wife, and I say, well, you do the walking. You just have that conviction in you. And they say, oh, you, Helena, you make it the easy way out. You don't want to help us. No. You help yourself. God helps those. God helps those who help themselves. That's like a golden rule. And you hear it from time to time, and I think they even sing about it in various songs. So that is up to you. You have a responsibility to make your life good. So when you are in a conflict, as I said, you have to to communicate with the other person. There are pe- people who are married to each other and they live in the household. They hardly speak to each other. And they still have feelings for each other. But who is going to say the first thing? Well, it's usually someone, why didn't you do that, you know? No, start to communicate with each other. And, you know, the longer you wait to communicate, the harder it will be. Because then things settle in you. And once, you know, the negatives start to settle in you, it's going to be very, very hard to get out of it. So begin to to communicate. I wish I had known before what I know now. I say that about so many things in my life when I've been in conflict here and there. Oh, God, why didn't I know then what I know now? It takes time to learn. Life is a great teacher. I think I say that again and again in this show. But if you are young and you're starting a new career and it doesn't quite work for you so quickly and well, give it time. Try to do it in a different way. I think I would guarantee you have to do whatever you have started in a different way. Something that's your way, your little personal twist. And then you think, well, I couldn't do that. Or what are people going to say? (laughs) I'm an example of that myself. So, no. When I, I wouldn't start doing what I'm doing now because I thought, what are people going to say? God, that's crazy. I was very formal. (laughs) I got I was formal. If people didn't hand a fork and knife right, I wonder why don't they know how to eat? You know, <laughs> I was incredibly difficult in many ways, and now I'm totally the other way around. Sometimes we have to change, and that change might not be the easiest thing to to do. But once you start to have an open mind and become more openly spiritual. Everything will change. And allow reason now to take over your life. 
I have another question. My goodness, that's from Cleveland also. As I said, I have many people in Ohio who listen to me. This is Susan in Cleveland, also Ohio. And she is writing me here. She's somehow concerned. I I'm sitting in conflict. I cannot sleep. I don't know what to do with this. The, now that our children have moved away from home, my husband wants us to sell our big house and buy a big boat, and he wants us to live on it. And now she continues, I hate his idea. I love to live in a house. I love to have a garden. I like to have my kitchen and to entertain. And I like everything proper. You know, I like to be on land. I don't like boats that much. I love my husband, and I know he likes me. But why? What should we do? And then I'm saying here, okay, understand him. Evidently, he has retired, the children are gone, and he's had a dream all his life. And he loves you, he wants you to come with him in his dream. Now, however, this is not your dream. You haven't had this dream, you don't even like boats that much. So why should you give up your life and he has to fulfill his dream? So if you hate the idea... Start to talk to him. You have the next thing that is a big word in in a conflict resolution, which is compromise. You have to compromise. And I was thinking about that right now. How do you compromise? Well, talk to him. And tell him, okay, the house is a little big for both of us, so we can sell it. And we can buy a smaller house and a smaller boat. And then you, my darling husband, you can spend your time on that. Maybe you can find a house on water with a dock. And you can be on your boat and put around on the boat and go out on the boat. And I can join you sometimes. And then we will have a happy life together. Now everyone gets a bit of their share. And you know, you have family, they like to come and be with you. It's easy to entertain a family in a house. And then you have the boat also, you can go out on your boat for weekends or whatever. So I think myself, knowing a lot about boats and living on boats too, I think that's a pretty good solution. (laughs) But anyway, so the key word is compromise in your solution. So you compromise. So the bottom line is that be aware of everything around you. For your husband, he should be aware of you and your feelings and you about his dream. He really wants to have a boat. So don't be totally dependent on that it has to be his dream that you fulfill. Be you. And the same about him. The time you have together for the time being, do it. See how you can solve it this way. You'll be you and he'll be him. And each one of you will learn who and what you are all about. 
So I have this kind of covers a few more questions that I had from people that compromise is a great idea, but to understand each other. So you have to listen to to the other party, what they have to say. So the biggest enemy in all and everything in conflict is ignorance. The big I, which is the big ignorance. And I call sometimes people are so ignorant, they're plain stupid, plain dumb. <laughs> I say that. And at times you have to avoid certain things. Uh, and be uh, creative how you to have to avoid. You shouldn't bring up subjects and difficult things. So if you're trying to solve a problem, don't don't step on certain things. But then again, I don't feel it's a good idea to walk on eggshells. If you have a relationship where each one is kind of not daring to speak out, and that's why I say you have to communicate. This is very, very important with everyone. So I think I touched a little bit of this, that when you live in a time of enlightenment that we're doing yet again, we did a few hundred years ago, but people didn't listen very much to it. They just put it down in writing, but not much in action. And I'm just giving as an example very much at the, uh, you know, many of you, might have been to Paris, and you've seen that big white church up on the hill in Montmartre, the Sacré Coeur. That was built and founded, well, not built hand by hand, but it was founded by women who collected money all over France to big, build a monument to peace. They wanted to show the world, here is something you can worship. This is our big monument to peace. And as soon as that monument was ready, they had wartime again because they didn't communicate with the enemy. They built the monument. And that's what we do. We have treaties of peace. It doesn't mean we make little writings. This is what leaders of the world, you know, all those presidents and leaders of the world, they write pieces of paper. And as you see, it doesn't really mean much because through history that has never, never worked. What works is that each one of us is changing within us. And when I say let your light shine and allow your inner light to shine, it's not cheesy or idealistic in any way. It's just plain common sense. What is the light? It's the positive. It is the balance of love and light within each one. And you are. You shine what you are. Once you begin to shine out this to the world, you will have a different peace around you. It's normal to have a conflict. But in a marriage, I would say, don't end your day with a conflict. Try to shake hands. Instead, if you feel you don't want to hug your spouse, go and say, can I shake your hand so we are friends? And that we kind of break the ice and then you get your hug. But someone has to take that first step. Sometimes it has to be you. You don't have to 
be the injured party even if you are the injured party. It only weakens you. Why do we allow our weakness to shine when we can allow our strength and our light to shine? Think about that. You can do it. I can do it. We can do it. And I see my voice was holding up pretty well. Thank you, God. (laughs) This was great. So I wasn't sure before, you know, this morning, because I could hardly speak again. Uh, Shall I do it? I said, oh, yeah. I threw myself out there, and yeah, that works. And, you know, I had this saying, at least I tried. And you should do that when you have a conflict. Try. Make a point of it. Otherwise, you have tension. Tension is horrible. Tension will make a situation worse and will make the people involved sicker. And we would not create a balance from that because when something is in, in a conflict, we are off balance. We are in an imbalance. And the whole point about everything is to put back in balance again. That's what nature does. This is what God is, to put back in balance again. And this was happened when, you know, you had the dinosaurs and then came all those all that dark cloud and kept you know stayed there for for a while for for a few years but then the light broke through and the light started to shine again and once you have light you start to have bodies of light coming in because in that darkness before life was actually growing in the darkness But those were powers of the darkness. And as I see historically what I heard, the reptiles were the ones who survived the darkness. So let's get rid of that reptile energy of darkness and allow the light to shine. Allow your light to shine. Because as we said, that light within you is the God energy within you. And that is what it means to be created in the image of God. Oh, yes. Now relax and relax. And we're going to do another meditation, a little short meditation yet again. And I'm Helena Steiner Hornstein. And you can find me on my website, speakingtoyourheart.com or Body Soul Connection, which is my very old website. And it still exists. I haven't had time to change it and to write a new one. But speakingtoyourheart.com, www.speakingtoyourheart.com. And I have written the book about the white light. It has won prices. And it has been an Amazon bestseller, well, only for a few days, but it did it. And it's called The White Light, A Limitless Reality. It has so much information. It has like, what is it, how many pages? Uh, Well, almost 300 pages. And it tells you how to work with the light 
and how to heal with the light, and lots of examples. And what is this light? And it tells you how I met the light. If uh, in this original recording we are uh, interrupted in the later recordings, I mean, it will still keep on streaming, so I will continue till the meditation is over. Okay, thank you so very much for listening, and this is Helena Steiner-Hornstein with you yet one more time. And now you relax. You take a deep, deep breath, and you know that within you there is a place that knows all and sees all. And that place is called I am the light. This is the God power, the soul power, this highest power of all. It exists within you. That light within you wants to shine. It wants to shine. And now you allow that power of the light that lives in your chest area. You allow it to shine. And it shines. It shines. It shines. You take a deep, deep breath. And you are so well connected with the one that you are. With the truth of the one that you are. And the truth of the one that you are is that you are created in the image of God, of the light, and you can shine. And when you can shine, you begin to wish for the good things to happen around you because you feel that you are able to attract what is of the light to you because you shine. And when you shine and have the light, the light will come to you and break any ice around you. You relax and you relax and you go deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper still. You take a deep breath. Your eyes are closed. You feel the light in your chest area. You are so much in harmony. And you smile because you're happy. You're happy because you have been opened up to your inner light. And yes, you can. We can. We can shine. And you allow those waves of light going through your body to put back in balance and to shine all through yourself. And now you feel how you are communicating with this higher energy that exists way, way, way up high. The light up in the sky. And this light up in the sky is now 
sending a big, big ray of light down over you and you heal, you shine and you're filling up with this light and brushing away and the darkness clear, clear and it goes away and now if you have a conflict with anyone at all or you feel you would like to send love and light to someone in your life or in this life, begin to send that energy to those people or individuals who need this love and light in their life. You send more and more and more love and light for understanding for freedom for opening away from old chains my goodness there's so many chains keeping people in places where they don't want to be so you begin to send more and more love and light to the darkness and begin to break through those old clouds of darkness and shine in through just like we're creating a new world with lots and lots of greens Lots of healthy, healthy greenery all around us. For as far as we can see, and you are so well connected, you are a spiritual being. You know who you are. You are of the love and light. Yes, you are of the love and light on this earth and you go deeper and deeper and deeper further and further and through your many dimensions and we are sending light way down in through your dimensions clearing it bringing out all imbalance Allowing the light to shine in through the little, little nooks and corners of your whole being. And you stretch your body and you feel so connected, so completely connected. Yes, you're always welcome to be in the light. The light makes no judgment. The light loves all and everyone. And the light shines over everyone. You know that this is so. The light loves you. And the light will continue to shine over you and through you wherever you are 
whenever you ask for it. Because you live in a oneness. You accept only love and light in your life. You are so relaxed now. So completely relaxed. And yes. You are a spiritual being living a human experience. And you accept that. And you accept that you can live a life of good health, of harmony, and actually of good success. Because this is what you decide that you want to have. Yes, you decide. You want to have that love and life. You wish for that love and life in your life. And now the music has come to an end. And I also feel this program has come to an end. I wish you would keep in touch with me. I do give private sessions. And you can contact me at Dr. Helena Info, Dr. Helena Info. I'm doctor. I'm a reverend doctor. I'm not doctor of medicine. So it's Dr. Helena. My name. Info, short for information, at yahoo.com. Send me emails and keep in touch. I love to hear wherever you are. Thank you for listening to me, and. See you next time. Thank you. Bye-bye.